You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you once again for a Survivor Island of the Idols recap episode. Episode 11 is in the books. We are a couple weeks away now from the end of the season. And it's a pleasure to be able to welcome back to the show from Survivor Thailand, Tanya Vance. Of course, very good friend of ours on this program. You hear me see that in just a few moments. And you also hear me talk up how much I love the season of Thailand, which, of course, is the season that she is from. So I'm going to shut up and you're going to hear our recap of Island of the Idols, Episode 11, Survivor. That's the show with Tanya It is another week for Survivor Recaps as we are very much at the pointy end of Island of the Idols. I say it every week, but we've only got a couple more weeks to go before Season 39 is in the books. And another interesting one with plenty of things to talk about. And I'm very excited after a week away from having a former contestant on as a guest. We've got a former contestant on as a guest to talk over everything to do with Survivor. And one of our very good friends on the Oz Network, she competed on the esteemed, the incredible, the amazing Survivor Thailand. I do, of course, speak of the one, the only Miss Tanya Vance. Tanya, welcome back to the Oz Network. Thank you. I'm happy to be back. It's always a pleasure. You know I'm Thailand's number one fan. Um, I think on my last list I ranked it at number two or number three overall, which is not a popular opinion among many, but it's the right answer. Uh, so you know you're always well. Anyone from your season can just step in and walk in. You, it's it's always a it's an open door policy on the Oz Network for Thailand contestants. Love it. It's perfect. Um, I love the Idols though. This has been a an interesting season, one that you didn't necessarily, I think, watch from the beginning, but you've caught up on. So <laughs> I find it's going to be an interesting opinion when I ask what it, what have your general take been on Survivor Island of the Idols. It's interesting. It's really different. Like, I, I'm still not sure what I think about Boston Robin Sandra. <laughs> you know, I love them dearly, known them for years. But, like, I don't feel like their advice is good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, like, gotten people at risk or, got you know, like, uh, Jamal. Is that his name, Jamal? Yeah. Yep. Um, I feel like it kind of got him voted out, you know, <laughs> like, he was seen as a threat. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not crazy about that twist even though I like that they're on the show um it's just kind of different but um not really crazy about some of the decisions they've made either obviously you know a few weeks ago the um calling out um Dan and doing all that um using a women's movement to get further in the game I thought was really tacky I, I do think he had some inappropriate behaviors um that should have been addressed but if they weren't bothered by it, that shouldn't have came up. You know, I've, I've felt really sorry for Janet. Mm, yeah, it's been a it's been a unique one, and um, I mean, you kind of brought it a little bit off air there to me about in regards to sort of you, I think, being on another podcast related to your season, and we we brought that up with we had John mm-hmm. Carroll on for that week, and you know that was one of the things that I think I brought up straight away. It's kind of like, well, hang on a minute, where's the outcry during Thailand? Where's the outcry during All Stars? Yeah. You know, similar things, and maybe some would say worse things at the time, but. Um, yeah, it's it's been a unique season uh, for for that aspect of things, and it's it's also I think really related to Thailand is the fact that a lot of people do talk negatively about your season, and that's one of the incidents why they talk negatively about it. And I feel this is yeah. always going to be lumped in with that episode. There's there's no escaping it. So outside of that, though, I think kind of tying into what you're saying about Rob and Sandra, for the most part, I think it's clear that this cast and most things that have happened this season really stand on their own. We don't really need Rob and Sandra, do we, to kind of make this a season? Because I think we've had a unique enough cast that it's been entertaining enough without having to have Rob and Sandra doing random things. Yeah, the random things is what's so weird. But um, I agree. I I like the cast. There's several people out there that I've really enjoyed watching. And um, I feel like, you know, they've played the game really well. Um, it's just interesting to me, like, why they needed that twist. You know, was it to get ratings? Like, I don't really know. I mean, I'm happy for them. I know they got paid pretty well for it. <laughs> so good for them. <laughs> well, uh, and I'm, I'm also judging that that payment involves, uh, you know, sleeping in some quite cushy little uh, accommodation and none of this random, oh, we're really building our shelter. Um, I don't believe that yeah. for an instant. <laughs> but... Yeah, I, did. I wondered that too. In fact, I... I, if I had known you were going to talk about that, I would have messaged Sandra and asked her because 
Again, she definitely would tell me. Oh, I, yeah. I definitely, like, I know when we eventually, when this is calmed down and next season's calmed down and we get Sandra back on the show, I know for sure that's going to be the first question I ask. Come on, Sandra, stop bullshitting us. Come on, this editing, like, you weren't really building your shelter and all this sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, it, I mean, look, it's, exactly. it's, it is entertaining when we see them. It's great to have them. But it, it is also, I think, it was a novelty at the beginning we don't even really see it anymore. Um, and, yeah, their reactions are fun every now and then, but it's it's also a case of we're, we're going to be subjected to them a lot next season. So it's kind of, yeah, it just feels misplaced. I don't know. Maybe have this after. Have this as season 41 when they've already just played. So, you know, cool. I don't know. It feels a bit weird to me. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Or at least, you know, as I've said a few times, have this twist but, like, bring back – other winners who maybe aren't going to be on the next season, certain winner from your yeah. season, the best of all time could be out there. I don't know. Brian could be put to exactly. use somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't know why he didn't get a call. I'm, I'm going oh. off tangent here. But he's like one of the best winners. I don't care if you liked our season or you didn't. He earned that million dollars. Yep. Yep, you you don't you know you won't have any disagreements from me. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely yeah. none. Um, so yeah, no, we're looking forward to at least uh, getting him on next season, and we can just vent for a couple of hours about why he should be out there rather than uh, the episode itself. But I think that the big exactly. talking point around a lot of this week is the decision to finally get Karishma gone. Uh, I mean, it's been on the cards for a long time. I mean, last week we were talking about she had one good episode and all of a sudden there was this train of, oh, my God, Karishma's going to win this season. And I'm basically like, no way in hell is she winning this season. And she's gone. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I'm intrigued to get your thoughts because you sort of mentioned to me again off air a little bit about how you didn't think this was the right move. I think they had a very unique aspect this week where it was either Nora or Karishma to go. So, really, you would argue you're getting rid of two goats. I mean, this whole edit has been around them both being goats. Do, do you yeah. feel they got rid of the wrong goat, though? Do you feel like they should have taken yes. Nora instead? Yeah, because athletically, she has, like, pulled the weight and, like, won all these immunities. She, um, she let them eat. I mean, people like her because of that. You know what I'm saying? Even though they find her weird, I think she's strong enough to, like, win immunity. She may not win either, um, based on a popularity contest, even though I really enjoy her, I think she's hysterical and has amazing energy. Um, Karishma would be the easy person to take with you. You know, you want somebody that won't win. Who's going to vote for her? No one. No one, you know, like based on her edit, I mean, obviously I'm not there. So um, based on her edit, I don't think anyone would vote for her to win. And I don't understand why you wouldn't want to pull her with you. And when Dean revealed to Tommy what was going on, I thought that was the stupidest thing ever. Because, I mean, he could have been on the top of the, you know, the four duo there. He could have been on the top, and now he's on the bottom. Like, I still don't get that. And why they chose Karishma, it blows my mind. Like, at least pull Nora and do the athletic one who can beat you in challenges. You know, like, it, it made no sense to me. It was really interesting, I think, kind of with the way it all went down, particularly at Tribal, because we had this whole push about them being scared over Nora's paranoia and all this sort of stuff, and then basically the whole plan mm -hmm. fell to pieces, and Tommy found out, and then everything went down, and it is just kind of crazy. And, and I'm with you with Nora. Like, I absolutely love her. She's just one of these yeah. unique characters who just brings entertainment. She's just funny she's she's got so many layers a guaranteed all-star we will see her play again hands down oh, yeah. and like we even had that whole element of this episode didn't we where kind of she's telling that story and they kind of edited it to make it look like she's telling it for like three hours they've kind of faded in it between. felt like it was three hours oh, <laughs> like... so good it's so good but it's just yeah i think this it's such a unique season in the fact too that it's again there's no real standout winner, particularly in the winner's edit. There's maybe mm -hmm. two, and that's potentially Tommy yeah. and Elaine. But I think, again, it's or almost... Or Lauren, too. Tommy, Elaine, and Lauren, yeah, well, to me, are Lauren has really picked up, hasn't she, recently? Um, yeah, With yeah. things. Because, yeah, you kind of... It's, it's always those tears, isn't it, of like, okay, people who aren't going to win versus maybe and versus the standouts. And, yeah, Karishma... Yeah. She wasn't going to get a single vote at the end. So, yeah, I, no. I agree with you. That was a, It was a weird decision to take her out there. Yeah, and I just think 
it was weird for Dean to flip. Like, was he so nervous? Because even if Nora did decide, okay, well, I'm not going to vote with them. I'm going to go on my own with these other people or whatever. Like, even if she did that, they were splitting their vote. So three would have been enough to get rid of, like, Tommy or Lauren, like, whoever. Like, three votes would have been enough. Like, I don't understand the logic behind what he did. It, it blows my mind. Like, I, I just remember at the end of it, I kept, like, going, what just happened? Like, why would you ever do that? Like, you had enough votes, whether Nora was on board or not. Like, if you thought she was wishy-washy, you all actually had enough votes because they were splitting theirs, you know? Like, I, unless he just didn't realize that, but. I don't know. He's a he's an odd one, Dean. I, I don't know where his yeah. edit or whatever he's kind of has shown because Yeah, I, I don't I don't get a read on him at all. And I agree with you. It's kind of yeah. it was an odd decision and I mean maybe him and Dean uh sorry, Dan I should say, that's Dean I'm talking about. Him, Dan uh-huh. and probably Nora to me are the three that can't win this game. Um, yeah, because I, yeah, I just can't get a read on Dean. He's he's just he's odd. I don't. I, he seems like a nice guy, but yeah. he's odd. <laughs> no, I I agree. And he's like, I don't know if that was like a big move for him, but like you don't want to make a big move and be in the top three with Lauren or Elaine or Tommy. Like that's stupid. That's suicide. You know, like go against Karishma, Nora. Uh, you have a chance there, you know? Like, I don't even know if he could beat Nora, to be honest. Like, at least you have a chance. It's a lot... Your odds are a lot better. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess the argument for Nora is she's won some challenges, as he said. She's at least tried. I mean, she's very wishy-washy and all over the place. But, I mean, what did Dean do? Play a, a, an advantage that was clearly a fake and you somehow believed it? <laughs> it was so fake. <laughs> like, I think the stick was more so believable fake. in Micronesia. Um, I know. But, I know. Yeah. That was so bad. I'd love to get your thoughts on Tribal because obviously coming from the era of Survivor that you do when you're not allowed to talk at Tribal and none of this strategy business is going on and now it's just open slather let's just have a yeah i don't like it yeah i i was gonna hope you said that because i hate it i hate it so i I was gonna get your opinion of it they should not be allowed to talk to each other because that changes the fate of the game and like this week like if dean hadn't done that a whole different person would have got voted out you know what i'm saying like I, i don't like it i like the old rules like i don't mean i don't even know if we had those rules i just know nobody did it you know like i don't remember them ever saying you can't talk I just remember no one did. Like, you knew, you went in with a plan, and you stuck to your plan. And it's so wishy-washy. I mean, I guess it's exciting for viewers, but for me, it's not. I just think it's shady. Like, I don't think you should have that inside information. You should, um, you know, vote how you were going to vote and see how it plays out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I just, it is purely done for entertainment now because it's, it is very flash yeah. in your face. Like, look what's going on. But... It just, it gets confusing, and particularly when it just, I mean, Jeff loves it. Jeff sits here, he's got this big oh, yeah. smile on his face. Oh, this is great. The jury love it. Rob and Sandra love it. Like, oh, fantastic. Yeah. But it's just, it is. It's it's, it's just, it's incredibly confusing. It's wishy-washy, and there's just something about not talking and going into that where it just makes it a little bit more exciting to me, like more tension-filled. So... Yeah. yeah, it's more of a surprise. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I can't even remember when this became a thing. I, I think it might have been around Blood versus Water, Kagayan, or maybe Karamoan. I don't know. It was kind of in the mid-20s that we had this. But um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, You and I are traditionalists. We've been there from the beginning. You obviously played in, you know, the very early seasons back when, you know, so much of this stuff nowadays and the show develops. I understand that. But... I guess for a lot of the viewers today who are really, this is the survivor they're used to. They go back and watch your season and other seasons and go, well, what am I watching? This isn't what I'm used to. Whereas for us, it's the opposite. We've been there from the beginning. We've seen what it was like and what it's turned into. Yeah. And I I still hate idols. I hate them. (laughs) Yeah. I think the fate of the game should be the fate of the game. If you're getting voted out, you should be voted out. You shouldn't have a, a lifesaver. It should, you should, be gone you know like i just don't like it i'm still so, I'm so mad about gavin losing last <laughs> season like i'm furious about it not because i think he made some spectacular plays and i'm friends with them but because you know um chris right like yes. he was with the jury the whole entire time mm-hmm. friends 
Like he hung out with them for like 30 days, whatever. That's not cool. I Like to me, that should not be allowed. I mean, how do you say back in the beginning of the show, like strangers that have never talked before, but yeah, you let somebody hang out with the whole entire people that are voting for you, the whole part of the game, and the person that never got to hang out with them doesn't win. You know, like I just, I, I, I hate that twist too. Yeah, no, I, I completely with you. It's, I mean, think about, Pearl Islands when they had the outcast twist, the outrage that that caused mm-hmm. uh, people and at mm-hmm. that time that was like the biggest controversial I hated that thing. Too. Yeah, and nowadays that's yeah. that's light compared to what we just had last season. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I'm I'm definitely definitely with you there, and even like with the idols too. I, I mean this. It's just become a bit of a joke now with how they find. I mean, what was this episode? Oh, look for something, something blue, and then all of a sudden, Elaine looks into a tree. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> And Karishma got it. Like, I mean, I mean, like, or that was last week. Well, we, you know, still, it's like ridiculous. It's like, oh, let's just walk around and we'll find it. You know, like, I just, I hate it, hate it. But I did love the family visit. I will say that's my favorite part of Survivor, and that was really sweet and very touching. Um, and it's amazing how fueled up Nora was from that. You know, like how she felt at the bottom. That's why I still don't understand why they didn't stick to that plan, but. Um, I do love that part of the game. And, like, um, I don't know if they still do it, but when they used to get money and they could bid for food, now it feels like they just get so much food they don't have to do that anymore. But those were my favorite parts mm-hmm. um, of the show. Love the auction. Auction was always my favorite. Uh, that and gross food eating yes. challenges are two that I just yes. I would never get sick of. But, um, yeah, no, the family visit well, was, was unique as well because – the, the editing around this season where you don't have the previous on Survivor anymore and they just kind of get straight into the episode. And this week, like, was this the very yeah. first time we've ever just gone straight into a challenge? Like, the the episode opened with a challenge. Like, that was just strange. You know what's so funny is, like, so I had it on DVR and I kept going, did I just, like, miss something? Did yeah. it cut off? Like, and the last few episodes have been like that. I don't know if they're just, like, I don't know why they do that. Like, I like a recap. I like, so you know, I. it doesn't have to have a recap, but, like, to start out like this, I, I kept thinking that I missed part of the episode. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. It, it is kind of, you know, you're used to a certain way and all of a sudden it's like that. But, um, and this is a, is this an earlier family? Or maybe it's not. I feel like the family visits have been getting later and later, but maybe what we're third last episode, fourth last episode. So, but yeah, I, I really liked, uh, was it Nora's sister who was visually impaired and Jeff got, yes. was that, that was such a nice touch by Jeff. Like, Jeff gets a lot of shit nowadays. I still yeah. think, to me, he's the best host on TV. And I still think, like, this oh, this was a great little moment from Jeff. So I feel like praise Jeff Propes for a nice little touch because that was such a nice move for him to do. I agree. And I love Jeff Propes. Like, you either love him or hate him. I found, like, you know, if he doesn't like you, he can, he can be rough out there. But, like, for me, I just think he's a great guy. Like, I really like him. He's a great host. Um, I think he genuinely has a good heart. I, I really do. Um, I think he um, tries to make the right decisions and tries to do things like, you know, with all the controversy of this season. I, I do think he tries to help and, and do the right thing. And I think this season was kind of hard because they didn't really know what the right thing to do was. But um, bottom line, I, I think the show would be a different show without him. Oh, hands down. Absolutely. And like, yeah. Couldn't agree with anything more you just said. Like, he has his flaws. Let's not deny that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I look, this guy has been on this show for 20 years. I mean, you, you can't say that about many hosts. And the fact that he basically is so good at his job. And, yeah, as I said, I think he's the best host on TV, hands down. Um, yeah. But, you know, this it was really touching. And um, Dan's son, they said, I think Jeff said that the youngest ever person. Because yeah. I think, did Shane's son, how old was, I don't know if you remember that in Panama, because... Boston was pretty young too when he went out, wasn't he? I was thinking he was like fifteen or sixteen, maybe, but I'm not sure. I know, mm. I know, Dan's was. I think they said thirteen. But. Yeah, which is a nice little moment. Like, I, I, I appreciate that. And like, I, I look, I try to avoid a lot of social media around Survivor now because you know you have quite a an interesting comment section now on most episodes, and I can't imagine that most of Dan's comments would have been 
anything positive after what's oh, happened, gosh. obviously. But I mean, look, yeah. it's a it's a touching moment because like it did also very much remind me of Shane because I remember when Boston came out, like Shane drops to his knees and kind of like worships his son, and Dan did this very similar thing too, where like you know he drops to his his knees when his son comes out running to him, and you know such a nice little moment. We had like Elaine's girlfriend, which was like a really nice little touch. Lawrence was it a husband or a boyfriend as well? Um, it was Dean's mum. Um, Janet's was it husband came out. Um, yeah, yeah, just such a great group of people. And like, look, Lauren's husband. Yeah, yeah. And like, I'm I'm not one to really get overly emotional when it comes to family visits. It's not. I mean, there's maybe been one or two where it's definitely kind of you know hit you a little bit. But it's just it's just nice because I mean, you played the game obviously not for quite as long. You didn't sort of get to 31 days, but. You know, I can imagine you know what it's like to last only a short amount of time in the game to to increase that like by five times and that amount of time you're missing your family and that intensifies that much that it's just, it's great to see. This is, you know, moments when you realize how real Survivor still is after 40 seasons. Exactly. No, I agree. And, and it, again, it, it's one of my favorite parts and I love how emotional they get and how charged they get um, from it. I like that they actually let more than just one or two people mm-hmm. have them with them this time. Like, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. Which, and the thing too that I love about this aspect when you have a challenge, when you have one or two winners and then they have to choose and you create that divide because then you've got like charisma, like, oh, you know, this is ridiculous. How stupid are they? It's like, this is what we don't get much anymore because generally reward challenges, they split them into two teams. So it's just kind of, oh, the top four are going to get reward. Bring back the reward challenges where one person wins, they have to choose because that's what creates tension. That creates this divide where you're having to decide between, oh, I promise this person or I'm in this alliance. And then you get this divide that you have at camp. And it always confuses me that they don't do this more often. I, I just don't know if they just can't be bothered or they just don't like the way it does it. But this creates tension at this part of the game. This can split alliances up and create new ones. No, I agree. I agree. I don't know why. Um, I think it's good strategy to do it, but I, uh, who knows? Yeah. It's, it's really, really interesting how they, they, they don't do that and everything along those lines too. Um, I, I don't generally talk about challenges too much anyway, because I mean, challenges nowadays, there's nothing unique about them. I mean, our immunity challenge with the, what was it like they were pressing the ball against the thing? I mean, yeah. they're all the same that was a, endurance, but this one was, was an lame. interesting one, wasn't it? I, I didn't really like that one. I was like, that's kind of lame. <laughs> like, I liked how they edited like it with Lauren. Like how she kind of like, they were basically showing it like Lauren had no chance in hell and all of a sudden she wins it. And then yeah, just, oh. that was fun to see her win. Like that was fun. But um, um, as far as the challenge, it wasn't one of my favorites. I was like, well, it's kind of boring. You know, it wasn't anything really exciting, but um, I did like how Lauren had those like tears pouring down her face mm-hmm. um, where she was trying so hard. And then she was so shocked that she won. That was, that part was cool. But um you know, where they've been in the same location for so long, I feel like they have same the same challenges. Like, Vermont, I mean, they were totally different challenges. You know, you never, you don't see that anymore. And remember the ones where, like, where Rob choked Clay, like, where you yeah. actually kind of had physical contact? That was fun. You had you Tangrams. Know? People shit on Tangrams, Tanya, but I love Tangrams from your season. What a, what a challenge. Oh, my God, they're <laughs> so fun. Uh, and you, I mean, you probably, Thailand, I think, maybe had the one of the greatest final challenges with the coins in the cave at the end. Like, yeah. my Lord, that was a great yeah. challenge. Um, and the gross food eating challenge with the t- tarantula. Um, oh, my gosh, yes. And back when, in Africa, the cow's blood. Yes. Like, oh, God, yes. With the, they yeah. actually full on pricked the cow and you saw it. Um, they mixed it with milk. Yeah. And, I mean, also, I think, too, like with the way they used to do family sort of visits how they would kind of tease with like a video and of course very famously you know gave brian a bit of a target didn't they because kind of the way cc at the time was kind of talking up yeah. their wealth and everything like that and people like well, hang on a minute does this guy need the money <laughs> so, exactly oh so good so good but um yeah uh sadly not quite on that level anymore but i mean maybe they might bring some classic challenges back for all winners next season we we, we don't know potentially um I think with kind of what we've got left really here, because we've, we've now only got seven people left, I think that the tears that people are talking about with the winner's potential, I mean, Tommy's been getting a lot of love. I've sort of been on that Tommy train for a long time. But again, it's that one line that Sandra said, which I feel is a is a real giveaway about the 
a woman's going to win this season. So I still have always said a woman's going to win this season. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's going to be a woman? Do you think Tommy's got a shot? How are you thinking with the winner right now? Like, I, I don't know how far they'll keep Tommy. Like, you know, they kind of, um, like, he, he's targeting Lauren. But if the women were smart, they would stick together and do something next week. I, I have no inside information on it, but I hope that they do. Um, I actually kind of, uh, Lauren and Elaine are my favorites right now. So, any of those two, like, as far as, like, winning the game. Like, I like Nora, too. I just don't know that she can win it. But um, I, Lauren has really grown on me. I actually am a big fan of hers right now. Um, and Elaine, Elaine, you know, I think me and Jonathan love her cause she's from our neck of the woods. She's a country girl. And, um, you know, she, she'll say, Hey, I may not be the best at everything, but I'm going to try, you know, and she, she always tries her best. So I like her. Um, so if it's definitely a woman is, I feel like it's going to be one of those two and, oh gosh, I don't know. I, I, either one of those two, I would be happy with. I, I don't, I don't have a choice between the two. They're, they're both. I like them both. Do you, do you think Janet has got a chance of winning? I, I don't think they'll keep her that long. I think she'll just be picked off. Okay. And, and two, I mean, I don't, I don't know that she's made a lot of moves. I think she's like reliable and they really like her, but really Elaine hasn't either. Um, I don't know. I don't know if she's made enough noise to, to win it, but I do like her a lot. It's. I think a lot of fans would like a Janet win just based on what's happened and yeah. kind of, you know. The, oh, that was awful, yeah. Yeah, the fandom with Janet. But, um, yeah, it is it is unique because, again, it's a similar thing. We haven't really had a super standout one. But, um, yeah, I, I'm glad Lauren's getting a lot of love too because Lauren was probably coming into it my favourite because I just loved her, her pregame stuff. She seemed hilarious and just super awesome and kind of she was a bit quiet for a while, but we're starting to get some, some really good stuff with Lauren. So, yeah, that would be a really good one to see win and really come into the picture. I, I'm still kind of on the Elaine train. I think she's just maybe had the most consistent yeah. edit of everyone. Uh, alongside Tommy, but again, I just I th- feel a woman's going to win this season, so um, that's just where I, I side more to Elaine. But um, look, I mean, God, if, if Tommy goes next and then Elaine goes, then Jesus, we're going to, you know, yeah, Lauren, Janet go after that and we get stuck with a, a Dean, Nora, Dan final three. I, I don't know what's going to go on there. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. Well, I- I don't know. Like, I, I mean, Tommy could win. If Tommy makes it, I think he could win. But surely to goodness, they're not stupid enough to keep him. Mm. Well, I mean, it did really look like this was his week this week, didn't it? But as we've kind of gone over with sort of yeah. how things transpired. Um, because, yeah, I think on paper, if, you know, going back to the GOAT conversation about keeping them to the end, like if, if you've got a choice between Tommy, um, Karishma and Nora on paper, like, yeah, get rid of Tommy. Get rid of the threat. Rather than yeah. the goat. because this this whole season outside of the stuff that we've had has been such a heavy goat conversation when it comes to Nora and Chris. I mean, we had a good six episodes in a row, didn't we? Where it's like, oh, we can get rid of Krishna whenever we want to. Like it's kind of yeah, you know, you, you don't that's, that's say why that. I was so shocked that they yeah that like why would you like go that route at this point in the game when you've got people who are winning challenges and are a physical threat? Like you know. Karishma's not going to beat you in a challenge. Yeah. Like, why would you make that decision? I don't know. It kind of blew me away, really. I, I just didn't get why they would do that. Have, have you had a chance to, to meet or talk to anybody from this cast yet? I don't know if they've been to any events yet or kind of a doing sort of um, things yet to do with this season or any conversations with them? No, I haven't. Um, one of my friends is friends with Elizabeth, but I haven't I haven't met her or any of them. Is there anybody that you're dying to meet, though? You mentioned that you and uh, Jonathan are a bit of an Elaine fan, so is she going to kind of join this circle, I feel, maybe moving forward in the future? Yeah, I'll, she's someone I can definitely see myself hanging out with. Like, I think she's fun. I actually like Jamal. I think he seems like a cool guy. I'm excited to meet him. Um, Nora, I can't wait to meet her because I think she's freaking hilarious. Um, but really all of them. I'm, I'm a big fan of the show, so I always enjoy uh, meeting him. And it's funny because, you know, on TV you, you definitely see one thing, um, like a certain side. Um, however, like in re- like when we're at reality events and stuff like that, 
Because you saw a whole different side, and you can see who's really cool and who's not. So I always like to give everyone the benefit of the doubt until I meet them, and then I'm like, okay, well, they're not nice, or, you know, <laughs> kind of judge them after I meet them. And there's, like, there's usually a 50-50 shot whether they're going to be a cool person or not. But, um, um, I, you know, I really liked Vance. I like Kelly. Like, there's some people that I've got in the booth that, are, that I'm big fans of. So I'm excited to meet them all and just kind of get a feel for, you know, what they're all about and um, their take on this experience because, you know, it is a cool experience. And I also can imagine for for people like yourself in those first few seasons where, you know, clearly, and I know you and I have talked about this before, where each additional season is kind of like, cool, there's more people in this Survivor family, you know, it's still very fresh and new back in season five. But now we're, we're approaching season 40. It's been on for 20 years. I mean, this family is just, we're approaching a thousand contestants soon. Um, so That's it's kind nuts. of, it's, it's yeah, I, I can imagine the 20-year uh, reunion next year is going to be a little bit bigger than the 10-year one a few years ago. Yeah, that's why I'm wondering if they're still going to do it or not because like, we've had rumor and Sandra says it's definitely going to happen. So um, we'll see. But um, I-, I was curious if, if it would because it is such a big family now. Mm. Yeah, no, we, we keep putting that call out, Tanya, to uh, each of our guests saying that if it happens, you know, take your phone with you, get some inside goss for us, do some videos, get people drunk. Um, I want to see Probst, oh, uh, you know, off his face uh, talking about things and all that sort of stuff. But uh, before before we get into some listener questions and also I'll get your rating on this episode, just because uh, it's been a while since we've had you on the show and a lot has happened. I mean, we, we talked about all winners, uh, of course, before, but I mean, just general take on what your, your viewpoint is that obviously we know you and I are both very pissed off that Brian's not on that season at least but uh, are you, are you yeah. pumped for this are you excited how are you feeling heading into the, the milestone 40th season of Survivor next year I am excited I, I you know I think it's fun like even though I would have rather seen people who didn't make it as far um, but I you know I've heard it's for two million um, so that's exciting um, I do know a little bit of information that I should know, so I'm not going to leak that. Cause I don't don't want to know any of it. Don't want to know any of it. <laughs> yes, I won't do it to you. Um, just, you know, some surprises. And um, some of the people that were in it, I felt like, wow, how did they make the cut? Not in an offensive way, but, like, there's so many really great winners out there that didn't get chosen that it was, you know, it, it, like, how do they choose? Like, I love Aras. He wasn't on there. Um Obviously, Brian Hoddick. Like, there's several people that I've, I'm a big fan of that didn't make the cut, and I was pretty curious about, like, how they how they determined that. But um, I think it'll be fun to watch. It'll be exciting and probably really cutthroat. So um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Mm, yeah, no, it's, um, it's going to be a very exciting time in the coming months, I think, for a lot of Survivor fans, uh, particularly with that. I know a lot of Australian Survivor fans are very excited for our first All-Star season next year as well. So, um, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, an interesting time coming up for Survivor fans. Uh, rating this episode, so just um, I, I believe you did this with Billy a few years ago for Ghost Island, but I'll refresh your memory. We have a three-tier rating system, Tanya, where basically if you really love this episode, you will buy it. If you thought it was okay, you would rent it. And if you thought it was shit, you never want to see it again. You would you would trash it. You would bin it. You want to get rid of it. So uh, what are we going to do with episode 11 of Survivor Island of the Idols? I'm going to rent it only because it was the family. If it weren't the family, I did not like the outcome. I did not <laughs> like it. So I will rent it because it was the family edition, and that's one of my favorites. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that um, overall this is just a an average episode. It wasn't on the grounds of, wow, I need to watch this again. Or I, I don't really think we're going to remember this episode outside of exactly what you said, the family visit. So... Um, yeah, I mean, Karishma going home was a long time coming, <laughs> so I think kind yeah. of it, it that's the standard answer with it. So there's nothing really too special to go over that with that. Um, finally, we have our listener questions, and we thank everybody who sent these in. Of course, as we always say every single week, got a listener question. Stay tuned to our social media, and you can send them in and direct them to whoever we have on as a guest. And I'm going to start with Miranda here. Miranda says, uh, Tanya, which challenge from your season 
or even from the first five seasons do you think should be revisited given these days challenges are so boring? That's kind of tied into what we were talking about before. <laughs> yeah. I, like, even though I wasn't on that one, I really enjoy the fighting. Like, <laughs> I forget. Like, what was the actual challenge called? Oh, is that was the one they had to, like, earlier. run across the beams, wasn't it? And they had a combat yes. zone every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a combat zone. I can't think of the name of the challenge, but, like, that is one of my favorites. Like, if you remember in Africa, good Lord, remember when they had that huge, like, tumbleweed yes. and you had to roll it? Yep, and, yep. I mean, they had hard challenges. Like, if you go back and, like, revisit history, there are, like, so many more difficult challenges than there are now. Like, now it feels like they're all, like, balancing or they're swimming and going down and then hooking puzzle pieces and working a puzzle I, I like less puzzles and more something else you yeah. know like hands down uh, agree absolutely agree yeah. with you yeah I'm, I'm jack of puzzles i'm jack of standing still and the, this is the thing too like this week it was all oh, they've been up there for 15 minutes like remember when endurance challenges were actually endurance like let's nine hours all, out in a pole in the australian outback yeah you, you could literally be there all day. And that's what I tell people. Like, I don't know if they really understand how hard it was. Like, it could be hours and hours in the hot, blazing sun. Like, you just never knew. So, for me, it's a joke. Like, to be 15 minutes, I'm like, really? <laughs> like, 15 minutes? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember that one challenge where, like, we, we like, competed. Like, we rode um, the canoes, like, to a certain point. And then, you know, Brian dove down, he unhooked some stuff, then we had to move on to the next part. I mean, it, just the challenge itself, nothing more, you know, this wasn't even endurance, this was just a challenge. Um, that lasted probably an hour and a half. That's what people didn't understand back then. It wasn't just like 15 minutes or the 10 minutes you're seeing on TV. You're tired. That's like an hour and a half of rowing and like, swimming or you know you're doing different things like i don't feel like they're doing it that way anymore yeah no i i completely agree and i think that ties into what you were saying before about how because it's just in the same location now it's just it's almost just like a studio they just have the survivor studio in fiji yeah. so it's kind of they've got everything set up it's just let's revisit here and there and i think at the end of the day that's why we're just so twist heavy now and i think that's just the standard we've got for survivor it's just what we have to get used to but yeah i mean your season any season back then it was the challenges were unique. the location clearly was the star of most of the seasons back then as well yeah just that uniqueness i i think kind of now it's it's not the same because also like these get leaked pretty early. We knew it was an all winners season a long time ago. We we yeah. knew that this was going to be Island of the Idols a long time ago because I mean I remember like tuning into the end of you, you know Survivor Thailand. Going, oh my god, they're going to the Amazon next! Like and just being surprised, like and just things like that. Whereas yeah, like, that yeah. was part of the 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 cool part too is like even for me knowing I was getting ready to go, I didn't know where I was going yet. Like. Mm. When I made it, they wouldn't tell me where I was going. And then finally, I got, like, something in the mail that said suggested reading, and it had something about Thailand in it because I thought we were going to the Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so even for us who were contestants, we didn't know for sure where we were going yet. Now they just kind of know. And for me, that was part of the fear because you're, like, looking up what kind of wild animals they have, like what kind of reptiles or spiders or piranha. Like, that was part of the fear and the excitement for the fans to watch. And now it's just kind of like, okay, Fiji. <laughs> yep. there again. You know, like it's not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, completely And they're agree. not starving. We starved. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have um, food challenges so early on now, don't they? Kind of and just. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. And just as a comment, uh, no question, but just wanted to point out how fantastic editing is. Every player has gotten at least one confessional for several episodes. We have seen no... Zero confessionals for a while. Well done to the editors. I think I think that just plays into the cast again. Um, no matter yeah. what has said about what has happened this season and whether this season is ultimately perceived as a good or a bad season, I've said it constantly that this is maybe the the most unique and memorable cast since Worlds Apart. And I think that that's a very strong season when you've got a cast that you will remember, whether it's for negative or positive reasons. I agree. And I do think they're they're a fun cast. I, I like them. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, Katie Silas says, Tanya, what has been your most favorite season of Survivor in the last five years? 
going back to Worlds Apart, basically any season from the 30s. Oh, my gosh. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm the worst at remembering which season's which. <laughs> it's All of these um, blend in together, I think. This is the one decade where so many of these seasons blend into each other anyway. So. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, like, a lot of people did not like Ghost Island. I actually liked it. <laughs> Um, gosh, um, I think Ghost Island's one like Morgan and um, Donathan and then we're on, right? Um, I'm gonna say yes, um, because I can barely remember. See, I'm the worst. Um, I think it was Ghost Island. Let me look. Anything post Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, they all blend in together. So, like, that was the Dom and Wendell season, and I think Donathan was on their season. So, yes, I believe that is correct. I really like theirs. I'm trying to see, like, some of my favorite are back, like, Jeremiah and them, but I can't remember how far back he is. Like, Jeremiah and JT, or not JT, um, um, oh my gosh, my brain, LJ. Oh, that was, um, uh, that was Kagayan. That was season 28. So, yeah, just before. Okay, so yeah. close. Close, that, very that close. That was one of my favorites. Great season. But, um. Yeah, I really like them. But I, I actually like Donathan's Ghost Island. That was Island, Ghost Island, yeah. Actually, Donathan was Ghost yeah. Island, yep. Okay. They get a lot of slack for that season, but I actually, I really liked it. I, I loved the ending. <laughs> like, that kind yeah. of answered that long-term yeah. question of what happens at the tie. But, um, you know, I'm definitely in the, the not a fan of Ghost Island basket. But um, okay. having having said that, I like Heroes, Healers, Hustlers, and nobody likes that season. So, you know, yeah, we, we all have our uh, little vices there, I think. Um, an interesting one here. Ruth Marie says, a new record has been broken this week on Survivor, as well as receiving 22 votes cast against her in a single season. Wow, I didn't realize she had that many. The most of all time. Karishma holds the record for the most times... Uh-huh. The same person has written the same name down in a single season. <laughs> Dean wrote her name down five times, a record shared with Jane voting for Marty in Nicaragua. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> That's hmm, good crazy. stat there. I didn't even realize that. Love a good stat. Thanks, Ruth Marie. Send them in every week. I love statistics. Um, Good friend of ours. We had him on a couple of weeks and a good friend of yours too, I believe, Tanya. Anthony Robinson says, send Tanya oh, my best. I love Anthony. Uh, and ask when she's coming to LA again. And she and he also <gasps> wants to know which of the current remaining tribe you'd want to end up in the final three with and why. Well, that's if it were me, I don't know what's going to happen. But, man, if the girls align, I would love that. Like, um like, I feel like they're all going to split up at this point. Like, Tommy and Lauren seemed really close, but then you heard him say, she's going to win if I don't get her out. So I feel like there's about to be a split. Um, I, I would like to be with the weaker one so I could win. So, like, Dean and um, Nora and whoever, Dan, like, if they had had a split, like, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen at this point in the game. If, if it was, like, the alliance that it's at now, you know, I don't know how I would do with Janet and Dan and them, but I would rather be with them than Tommy and Lauren because I feel like they're stronger players. Mm, yeah. And I think we'll be in LA for the um, reunion. So I'm hoping mm. that happens. And I know Omar is doing a like Hearts of Reality event in LA in May. Great. Um, at, it's kind of like Six Flags, but I don't know if it's called Six Flags. It's some kind of theme park. Um, so I may go for that. There you go. There you go, Anthony. Start booking your, your calendar free because uh, that, that'll that work. So uh, thanks, Anthony, for that question. Uh, Fabroni actually asked a good question. Uh, who who was going to be your loved one going to be if you made it deep into your season? My sister. Uh-huh. And she would have never eaten anything gross, so she would have been <laughs> voted out instantly, like, gone. Great. Well, not great for your <laughs> sister and you, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I would have laughed if she, like, tried to eat something gross because she, like, would never do it. So that would have been hilarious. Fantastic. Thanks, for Fabronia. Uh, Sunny says, and I, I need to bring this one up because any chance to talk about Brian, it is a travesty that Brian isn't on season 40, but more so that Sheanne is forever the only returnee from your season. With Survivor yes. moving into a new decade, it saddens me that Thailand and Amazon haven't had a returnee since All Stars and recency bias will play a role in any future season. That's actually a very good point, Sonny, because we often talk about some of these yes. seasons with some returnees like 
Guatemala will finally have its first re- proper returnee with Danny next season. We don't count Stephanie because her first season was Palau. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it is... Look, again, I said at the beginning of this episode, I'll say it a hundred times, I'm a huge Thailand advocate. So there are so many people from your season that should come back. And, yeah, it is a travesty, isn't it, Tanya? Yes. Like, even, you know, Jake Billingsley, like, mm-hmm. he was one of the older players. He's freaking badass. Like, he should be on there. Um Helen, Jan, uh, obviously myself, but um, <laughs> I mean, you have some really great people out there. Ken, I mean, there's some really great people that we're not even seeing. Helen, Clay, Clay's freaking hilarious. Like, obviously, Brian, we both agree on him. But yeah, it's really weird to me that they keep picking the. It's like they have favorites and they just keep picking them back to back to back, and it's annoying. It's like pick some different people. Like Nalia should have another chance. Yeah, I'm friends with her, but like. She's freaking phenomenal. Like, she was entertaining. Then her and Pascal were some of my favorite. Like, people like that, why aren't they talking to? Gina. Yep. I love Gina. And Hunter. Like, it's just shocking to me. Yeah. No, 100%. 100, 150 to 1,000. I'll, I'll, use a, I'll use a famous Ted quote. 150 to 200% in love with everything yes. that you just said then. Um, so, yeah. Jesse Camacho. I have a list. Like, I want to pick my own people and have them cast <laughs> well i think like if they genuinely want to do like an like we have enough now that if you could have a three tribe like old school middle school new school and like and but but actually be specific about it don't just go oh, old school we'll get five from the australian outback four from borneo i mean again great casts maybe the most complete cast in ever in the history of survivor but actually spread it out say so, like okay we're going to yeah. have one from every of the first 10 seasons, you know what I mean? And just literally go, okay, one from Borneo, one from Australia, one from Africa, and so on and so forth. And I think that, yeah, like, because you, you listed so many people there, and, like, this is the thing. We have so many untouched, you know, players from those periods. I mean, look, we finally got Jervis back after how long? We got Jeff Varner come back yes. twice after so long. So it, it has been done before. And you can bring this back. I mean, Kelly Wigglesworth, so she didn't exactly live up to expectations, but still to see her come back after 33, well, 30 seasons, whatever it was at the time, like, yeah, absolutely. I think so much potential to to come back. And these are the players that could surprise. And, you know, like, I mean, whoever thought Amber would go on and win, Sandra win twice. Like, these are players who are going to come back. I mean, Parvati famously was like, "Eh, what's she doing back? And look what she's gone on to become. So, Yeah. These yeah. So many people. Thank. Great question. Um. So you mentioned Helen. June asked a question. When was the last time you spoke to her all-time favorite queen of Thailand, Helen? Oh. Um. Well, it's. Oh gosh, it might have been when Jed's um, dad died, but I have. I talked to her on Facebook a lot. So. Um. And she. I think she texted me when she was going to see Shein in New York. Um. So through text and Facebook, I've talked to her recently, but um like on the phone has probably been since um, Jed's dad died a couple of years. Like this has probably been like a couple of years ago now. Mm. One of my favorite episodes I ever did was Survivor Oz when I had you, Helen, Clay and Brian on for kind of a mini yeah. Thailand reunion for one of the episode recaps. That was a great episode. So, um, you know, I'm a big, yeah, big Helen fan. She's, she's definitely one of these people who gets lost, I think, in uh, – all of these, you know, players coming back and, yeah, definitely should have come back. Uh, you mentioned before, I mean, I, I knew the answer to this one, but Kathy's asked a question. You've obviously met Sandra or Boston Rob. Um, uh, any fun stories you can share about hanging out with either Sandra or Boston Rob over the years? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so this is crazy, but um, before him and Amber worked together, we were at the, um, I think it was the Amazon was either Amazon or All-Stars. Maybe it was All-Stars. But we were at a, um, it was in New York. We were at a, like a pre-party before the finale. And um, I remember he was, he was drunk. (laughs) And he was flirting with um, Jesse Camacho. And he like grabbed her on the butt. And she smacked his face so loud (laughs) that everybody stopped and were like, oh, like it was hysterical. I still mean her laugh about it still to this day. I was like, I remember when you slapped Austin Rob across the face. Um, <laughs> and Sandra is just awesome all the time. She will, me and her sit together a lot when we sign autographs at Hearts of Reality. And, um, oh, she's hysterical. She'll tell you whatever you want to know. Like, she'll tell you how far she makes it. She'll tell you any dirt. So I love her. Like, she knows I'm not going to go telling people. So, she trusts me, and it's fun. But, like, she'll tell me all kinds of inside dirt. And um, here's a great thing for you, Ben. Um, 
I remember her and Todd Herzog when they were this has been probably about four or five years ago, there was a rumor that they were going to do a winter season and they were like, Hey, we want to get in touch with Brian Hoddick. Can you kind of make that happen? And so the whole time I was sitting there like helping them align with him and texting him wow. and giving them his numbers and stuff. So she's strategizing when they don't even know if they're going out there. Like she is a player through and through all the time. Great. I love hearing things like that. I, I remember, um, yeah, Sandra, I think it was maybe, Gosh, was it a blood versus? I think it was a blood versus water recap. One of the few things I remember having to edit out of an episode. Um, I'd ask. I think Aris and Tina were both in the game still at that point, and I asked her flat out, like, "Oh, you know, so um, you never know. You could have Aris or Tina joining you as a two-time winner." And she just flat out goes, "Oh, I know. I've got nothing to worry about there." <laughs> just kind of like. I'll be editing that out of the episode. A clear spoiler that neither Aris or Tina are going to win this uh, season. So, <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, so good. Yeah, so good. I love um, it. She'll tell me anything I want to know. Anything. It's awesome. I'll, I'll hit you up if I ever decide to go that route. Um, Selma yeah. asks a question. Speaking of hanging out with players, uh, Tanya, what was your experience this last summer like with hanging out with Johnny Fairplay, Matt, Donathan, Lex, Big Tom, and T-Bird? <laughs> Uh, amazing. So much fun. Anytime I get to hang out with them. Um, I don't know if people realize how close I am with Donnie Fairplay. Obviously me and Big Tom have been close for years, but Fairplay is such a good guy. He like comes and stays with us if he's like traveling to go meet Matt or whatever. So we hang out a lot and that's always fun. But Jonathan is my boy. So like I went and picked him up. He came and, um, hung out. Then T-Bird, um, came for the first time and like, you know, we went camping, um, we fished at Big Tom's and had a picnic. Bubba came up and saw us, um, Travis Sampson. So it was really fun. Like, it was, like, four you know, getting on the four-wheelers. It's just, when you're at Big Tom's farm, you know, Ben, yeah. it's so much fun. Like, you can't stop laughing. And I think the incredible thing I remember about when we went out there was that just the, the, anything, anytime I meet any of you guys like survivor contestants straight away the first thing i notice is like, i can see how you guys are cast on tv because like you guys are just amazing you just you fit the mold but like everything about big tom and more was just solidified to me because such a great person the the fun that mm-hmm. i had i remember like we went out for dinner i think didn't we and then i was yeah. about to like get in, in your car and then big time's like no ben yeah. you'll get in the car with me i need to talk to you and just like having <laughs> this like, conversation with big tom and just the thing i love too about big tom is just the unfiltered aspect of it you think he's like unfiltered on survivor when you hang out with him in person like, wow okay i wish survivor no. let swearing happen more <laughs> because you want oh, yes. big tom he is like he is who he is and he would literally give you the shirt off his back like he just is a great guy but he has no filter he's freaking hilarious it was funny because so part of us stayed up in the cabin and then part of us stayed at tom's house well me and todd stayed at tom's house well he didn't want to go to bed everybody had gone to bed so he followed us up to our room and i have pictures he's so funny he crawled into bed with todd while i was brushing my teeth and was like scratching his back and todd was asleep (laughs) and i was laughing so hard he just is so hilarious Oh, love him. Absolutely and, of course, Lex was there and his son, Corbin, who I love. Mm. And, um, you know, he's a, he's one of the most amazing dudes on the planet. I love him. Um, Matt, who's super cool. Like, I had met him in Cincinnati at a charity event. Um, and, you know, I've done several podcasts for Fair Play. But they're just a great group. Like, you said it. Like, once you get to know them, like, they're so different than what you see on TV. Like they have so much to offer and so much substance and just fun and everybody's unique and different, but it's just a great group of people to be around. Yeah. And I remember when I was at the game changes finale and just so many people there and when Lex showed up, that was just like one of those cool little, holy crap, Lex is here. So, you know, yeah. cool little moment. And I mean, look, T-Bird is my American mum. Like oh, she's just, she's been yes. here for me so much. I've stayed with her plenty of times and just, I love her to bits. And uh, out of all those ones, the only ones I've never met, in, I've never met Donathan and I've never met Johnny Fairplay in person. So yeah, they're oh, sort of the only ones. Well, you have to meet them. Mm. I've been on many road trips with those two boys. And now we've driven to Ohio together like five, six hours. Um, Just great people. And like, it's never boring and never quiet. (laughs) Yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine. (laughs) Yeah, never boring, never quiet. And, you know, Fairplay has changed so much from when he first 
you know, the first couple seasons. Like, you know, he's such a different person now, and I, he's just a really fun guy. Oh, so good. Makes me just miss being over there right now and uh, getting to getting to see everyone. Well, I'll be a lot closer soon when I'm living in Canada. I'll be able to come to these That's places right. a lot. Uh, I've got to get to Hearts of Reality. That's definitely the main one I yes. really need to get it's to. The, and T-Bird needs to come. Listen, yes. by the way, I think she is without a doubt, and I'm not even kidding. I think she's the nicest survivor, much less human, on the planet. She is the nicest human being I've ever met in my life. Yeah, no, hands down, absolutely. I love her so much. She, like, just, I could do a whole, you know, episode of just the amazing things with T-Bird, just the amazing human being she is, and absolutely, um, just just such an incredible human She so deserves to be back on. Oh, so much. So deserves. Absolutely. Uh, Still to this day, I think every fan is annoyed that her and Shane Powers did not get on Cambodia. Yeah, yeah. um, Yeah, anyway. uh, Hello, T-Bird, if you're listening. Final one, I'll wrap this up with Granny Survivor. She hasn't sent one of these in in a couple of weeks, Granny. I'm a bit disappointed. She sends in a a bit of a game every single week. Uh, True or false trivia game for you here, Tanya. And there's five here, if I can count. And, yes, clearly you know how true or false works. I don't know how to explain how that works. Good job, Ben. Uh, All right, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On Ghost Island, the Malulu Malolo buffs were the color blue. Oh, my God. I cannot remember this stuff. <laughs> I'm not one of these people that have a good memory. Um, okay. Who was on that, who was on that oh, team? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's have a quick look. I'll pull up Wikipedia and pretend I know it off by heart. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Where are we? Game changes. Oh, no, not game I know was... one of them was purple. Navini was purple. I was Ghost Island. Sorry, not game changes. Why well, I'm thinking game changes. Ghost Island. I'm going to say false is purple. Um, you are correct. It was false. So I'll give you the point, but it was actually yes. orange uh, was a color. Apparently. Oh, I thought it was purple. <laughs> no, that's, that's all right. Um, number two. Here's one I'd probably be better off knowing. Philippines. On Survivor Philippines, in a reward challenge, Jonathan from the Calabao tribe then stepped in and made a proposal to his opening, opposing tribe. He suggested that Tan Dang should let them win the reward and in exchange, Calabao would give Tan Dang rice in return. Oh my God, I cannot remember any of this stuff. I'm going to say true. It is true, correct? It, well it sounded true. It is a very long question, so yes. Um, number three, the Survivor Quiz Challenge, which has been a recurring challenge in the history of the series, was last seen in one world. False. Correct. It was last seen in South Pacific. Well, you're on a roll here. Three out of three. Good yeah. job. All right, number four. Dara Johnson is the second player, second female player, to win three individual immunity challenges in a row following Kelly Wigglesworth. Oh, gosh. I know she did win three in a row. Um <clears throat> I'm trying to think if anybody else did. Um, is, is that the question? Like, did anybody besides them? Yes. Yeah, so, well, basically, she was the second to do so after Kelly's Wigglesworth. Hmm. Let me think. Season two. I don't know how many genome one. Um, I'm going to go with true. You are correct. Jenna yes. won three in Amazon, but not in a row. So, okay. Okay. wow, you're going for 100% yeah, well, I here. Nobody on ours did. Yeah. So, actually, I think Africa didn't, so. from memory, Leslie Nice got five, but she got a bonus point, so she only got four out of five. So, I don't know if anyone's got 100% before, Tanya. So, you're going here for the record. Leslie Nice got that many? I did not realize that. Yeah, she did. She did. She, got, she did get a bonus point. I can't remember what she got the bonus point for, but uh, anyway, number five. Aubrey is the second female player to play on three seasons across seven or less seasons aired. So I think basically the shortest amount of time between seasons that she played on three, if that makes sense. Okay, I know that. um, So she played three times. And so is the question, is she the only person that's played three times that's had the shortest amount of time on it? Well, she is the second female to play across... Uh, seven or less seasons in a sort of in a short amount of time. Okay. Oh gosh, seven. 
Mm, seven or Jeez. less. Oh, I'm confused about this question because several people have played a lot. Like Franny, like, you know, she got that out first each time. So they're saying that she... <laughs> Read the question. So, so I think so. Uh, the question is, Aubrey is the second female to play on three seasons across seven or less seasons aired. So basically... Yeah, I think it's just word or wrong. Essentially, she is the second female to play three times within less than seven, seven. seasons from her first time playing, if that makes sense. So I'm gonna say true because I'm 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 not sure. Tanya, you are hundred percent correct. It is true. So you Woo! get a hundred percent record. Great job. Um yes. Amanda yes. was the first. So she had six seasons between her three that she played. So she started okay. on season fifteen and her third one was on season twenty. Russell holds the record though, because he of course played three times within four seasons. Uh, okay. and a record yeah, I was trying to that count, likely like... might be broken. Yeah. Like, I was telling people that I've been on a bunch, but then I was like, okay, it's been over seven, like, Tina Wesson. Yeah, uh, they had a lot bigger gaps, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, that, I mean, outside of those three, yeah. I mean, Boss and Rob had, what, four, eight, 20. So he had a long gap there. Sandra obviously had a very long gap to 34. I mean, Varna played consecutive really quickly but then you've obviously had 30 seasons basically in between when he played a second time so um yeah yeah no that's that's a good question i do like some good stats and all that sort of stuff so thanks and that was Gr- good yeah 100 percent. great job ten you win the year uh, basically yeah. good job uh thanks everyone who sent a list of questions it did luck paid off but also your smarts you know everything about survivor you are the the true survivor knowledge uh, queen when it Gosh. comes to all of these. Uh, everyone I who's any questions, get my thanks. Seasons. Yeah, well, that look, we all do. I think particularly these later ones as well. Um, everyone who's any questions in, thank you very much. And to the ones we didn't really get to, I think most of them were answered throughout our recap. Tanya, a lot of fun as always. Just, just quickly, um, life update. How's things going for for Tanya right now? Life, life going well. Awesome, awesome. Um, Moved back to Tennessee, as you know, and um, we moved, gosh, in the last couple of years and got a new puppy recently. So life is good. Fantastic. Have you you and Todd applied for the Amazing Race yet? I'm, I'm still waiting to see you guys on there. <laughs> no, but he has almost made several different shows. So I'll have to fill you in on that. Oh. Like he, um, yeah, he actually got cast for one, but then he his liver enzymes were high from taking a pain medicine. Um, it was just like Celebrex, which is strong ibuprofen, and they didn't let him go through. So it's oh. like he's been so close. Deserves to be. Seriously. Like people know. don't understand. He's I've been in the back of a car with these two oh, driving my... through. Yes. Was it Knoxville, wasn't it, or something like yes. that? Just, uh, yeah, I want to see you two on something, at least Todd as well. Like br- brilliant. So you, come on, Carl. You know we would kill each other. Yes, that's we why I want to see other, it. And it would be very entertaining. <laughs> yes. <laughs> If Ruben and Laura can get on the Amazing Race, you two can. Come on. I know. Yeah, they were boring. We're we're fun. The best thing was seeing Ruben in a lemming suit climbing a wall in Japan. But um, I mean, that was so, him on that elephant. Like, I just yes. was dying. Elephants oh, are my like, favorite oh my animal, and then he just doesn't know how to deal with an elephant. Then why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> oh God, that was yeah. So good to watch. Tanya, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. And uh, we will definitely do this again. We won't wait as long. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show and talk Survivor. Sounds great. And I thank you for having me. And a big thank you to Tanya for her time. Lots of great insight and lots of great questions there from you, the listeners. Thank you very much. And we appreciate all of that and the time that Tanya gave us here on the show as well. Next week... I am very excited for our next guest. I can all but announce that right now as we have got about 95% confirmed unless things change last minute. We will be welcoming back to the show from another one of my very favourite seasons, a season that does not get any love at all, just like Thailand, and a season that I have in my top three, even though a lot of people, well, most people hate the season. The season I, of course, talk about is One World. The contestant I talk about is the legendary Mr. Troy, Troy Zan Robertson, of course, our two-time player 
since being on Game Changers, and I don't think we've actually had him on in an interview capacity since Game Changers. We spoke to him while we were at the finale back in 2017, but whether or not we actually have had him on since, I don't think we have. So uh, very much looking forward to hearing the thoughts of Mr. Troy Zan Robertson coming on next week. So uh, we will post that once we are all but confirmed about that. Stay tuned to our social media channels and everything else, and we will definitely let you know. In the meantime, outside of Survivor, of course, we are wrapping things up with Star Wars. We are very much into the pointy end. We have The Last Jedi to bring to you this week, the one that you've all been waiting for us to get to. And then we have our Epic Rise of Skywalker preview episode to follow. And then we are basically a week away, folks, from the biggest movie of 2019. We are all very excited, and you know we're going to have a lot of good coverage around that. Our third... Our third watch coverage, can you believe it, wraps up this week. We have our series recap episode coming to you on Wednesday. So sad that's all coming to an end as well. So stay tuned for that. And we also do have a couple more to bring out the year. Colin and I have recorded a Best of the Decade episode where we go through our top 10 movies and TV shows of the decade. And we will also have a Best of 2019 and a Best of the Decade in two parts featuring half of it being Survivor Oz stuff, the other half being Oz Network stuff. So you can tune into those in the remaining days that are left of 2019. Lots of fun stuff happening for you there. But thanks again to you for listening. Thanks again for Tanya for joining us. Thanks for the listeners and everything else in between. My name is Ben. We'll speak to you next time on the Oz Network. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 